a Kate journey, right? I'm at I'm at the end of the film. I'm I'm getting out. I'm I'm fucking off. Like that's that's me. Like you, we need Dad to come back and do the Michael. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Yakida, welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. And you can see the two absolute different ends of the world. Sorry to those that are listening later on a podcast player, but uh, I just picked up a glass, of, a pint of Guinness that's on my desk. It's very, it's late in the evening. It's it's time to start coasting down towards a alcohol-fueled um, horizontal time, which may or may not be sleep. And I'll smash in the coffee, ready for a <laughs> ready for a hard day of degeneracy. My third one in the last forty-five minutes. You know that you got to keep that degeneracy locked up till lunch. So I hope you're going to have like some fucking oats or something, some porridge oats after your three cups of coffee. Yeah, what are you talking? Three cups of coffee in forty-five minutes? Oh my god! I'll yeah, it's usually which- just. I usually have a couple back to back, but I had a I had meetings this morning and like I don't know. I'm on I'm on the struggle bus at the moment. Um, I've been dying real bad in the afternoons too lately. Like about two o'clock, just been going downhill bad. I yesterday I was to- bad. I, I like I had two networks to like do some stuff on, and I'm just like ah fuck tomorrow. <laughs> I mean. You could just do I like when I when I had my first job, I always used to like hold off on lunch till two and I found that was fucking magic because you get a bit crabby for the last like half an hour or so before lunchtime. But um yeah, if you could just like make it that late, you'd kind of still have that sort of like coffee and breakfast or fasting if you were fasting, kind of energy up to about one one thirty. You'd be die absolutely dying for that last, but you just hold on. Then your lunch hour takes you to like three. And then you're into that fucking, you know, after lunch, you get fuck all done. So effectively after lunch, you're just like, okay, well, I may as well just fucking chill. Like I'm not going to get a huge amount done. No real brain power work here. You know, essentially about like 4.30, you get a little pep and you just be like, bang out 45 minutes, solid work to set you up for the next day and then fuck off home, basically. I appreciate that method, but I have to eat like every half hour to hour. Like I'm just constantly grazing. And if I'm not, like my mood. I was going to say my situation is vastly different. Really? Yeah. I I eat all morning. And so like I start eating when I wake up. I have like protein shake along with my two coffees. And then like half an hour later, I'll have like some yogurt. Then like an hour after that, I'll have a banana and then like. You know, I'll eat an apple and then I'll have I got fucking nuts up here. I got those little rice cake things. I just eat that shit all day. But I gotta have lunch like about between sort of twelve thirty and one thirty, because you know, that's when I like to have it. I need that energy by <laughs> like I need that energy to hit at about three o'clock. So and then after three, I'm just fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's where it goes for me as well. And then like if I'm really feeling good, I'll go on a bike ride first thing in the morning and then I have energy just all day long. But if I don't do that, yeah, it's basically the same as yours. I used to run in the morning and I, I found that like really good for my energy. There was a period where I gave up coffee and used to run every morning. And that was really good for my energy at that period in my life. But I don't do that anymore because running's hard and I love coffee. I find the, the exercise definitely helps. Like, but 
I, I don't know. Yeah. If I if I do if I do uh, intervals in the morning, then I have to eat something pretty much straight after. Otherwise, I'm just totally fucked. Because um, I'm, so I'm so poor on time. Intervals I, in the morning. Yeah. What fuck. are you talking about? I'm yeah. talking like zone two, <laughs> where like you're yeah. barely pushing forward at all. Oh yeah. So I, I do because I, I have so little time. I only do basically VO2 or sprint training. Um, I don't really like like the zone two is for pre-baby fray that is the thing that i used to do i don't get to ride outside the weekends at the moment anymore and i have i'm I'm basically just trying to maintain 270 watts ftp that's my goal for my first year of fatherhood um and and the only way of doing that with three hours a week is in 100 intervals so it's only vo2 um like five by fives or um yeah like uh, 4020s like if you do top of into into neuromuscular like 4020s um microburst um 20 second 20 second max sprints which are absolutely disgusting so they're 100 i think 170 percent, 180 percent. you're averaging 170 what's it sorry you're averaging 170 functional power. no my ftp is 270 ftp is 270 what? So m- my racing FTP was 310. So um, I'm way down from that. Like, um, but I'm just trying to stay within hitting distance of racing FTP so that I can maybe get back to racing next year is my my plan. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do some really, really long um, endurance rides that I've already got planned in for next year. Probably do the coast to coast in a day, which is where you ride from the Irish Sea to the North Sea on Midsummer's Day. It's about it's been about two hundred miles, something like that. What's the difference um, between FTP and average power? I thought those were the same thing. So average power is just a straight average. Functional threshold power is your second lactate threshold, or it's an it's supposed to be approximately your lactate threshold. So it should be all other things being equal, roughly what you could do for an hour at maximum effort if you were only doing an hour, and if you completely empty the tank. So for me at the moment, if I'm just like doing an hour hill climb, I'll probably do about 250 for an hour. Um, but if I went harder, I could hit 270. Um, what does that 250 represent? Watts. Watts. Oh, watts, right. Yeah. Um, 310 what, is insane. No wonder you did that 100 miles so fast. Jeez. What's your like heart rate when you're doing that? Uh, which one? Sorry. Like the 250? uh uh, so 250, I guess my my heart rate probably sub threshold, so about 160. Um, oh my, yeah, my threshold heart rate is 165. Um, my What's your max? my max heart rate is about 188. I think it's the highest I've ever hit. But that's the point. Oh, yeah. at which, that's the point at which I literally can't turn the pedals any longer, and I fucking die. So when I um, used to run like more often and would monitor that shit. My max heart rate is about 212. Wow. What? Yeah. Everybody's heart rate is pretty different. Like, unless you're like a professional athlete, right? It, you want the main thing you're worried about is relative to your resting heart rate, right? And whether or not it comes up and down in the, in the, in the pattern you expect for your power zones, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, when, yeah when you when you're when you're doing like hill climbing like races you can you just straight immediately into like 170 
but for me like 170 172 or so i never monitor it because it would just freak you out but you're just basically trying to keep it under control so you don't run out of oxygen and and you know pass out which some some people you'd see the odd person who does just black out um doing a hill climb race which is kind of funny i've done it it's crazy it's not fun it is not fun <laughs> i i saw i saw a guy blast through the finish line so hard and so cross so cross-eyed that he just uh cycled straight across the finish line into a ditch and just like flew off the bike um and like from the ditch it's just like you just hear like this this panting i think he might have been sick um and then because it's, it's grassy right it's in the it's in the hills whatever and you just hear him shout out of the out of the ditch did i get it <laughs> it turned out he had, he had won he had won like they, they checked the time check he was the last one up because he was he was seated first as well on that hill climb and um he got it by two hundredth of a second um yeah pretty crazy so to give and to give you an idea this was when i was like racing I, yeah ftp was like 310 which is not great it's okay it's like mid-pack um for 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 kind of i'm nearly a veteran now um the winning time i think on that which was a five minute hill climb uh was i think a minute and 10 quicker than me like even in the amateur field the the spread of times is absolutely bananas in bike in bike racing it's just absolutely crazy um but especially hill climbing because it's just you know um there's a there's a, a lad in our club who's amazing he probably will he, there's a good chance he will one day be a pro um he back in that he, he started riding that season which is a couple of years ago now and he was 16 he was like 54 kilos i think his ftp was about 240 250 but i think he went up there like 45 seconds quicker than me because you're just like power to weight ratio that is insane like that's like a bottle rocket that guy is so he is so strong um i i didn't have a um when, during my race i didn't have a climbing bike um, and I actually wasn't aware of this hill. So it was about, I want to say 22 degrees and it was really intended for sprinting my bike. So the rear mech was 30 teeth and then the front was 44. So the lowest I could get was one and a half, um, was the ratio so, of one and a half. So yeah, like I, I, you couldn't climb. And so the, it was like a mile long and 22%. I made it like halfway and just tipped over. So I have, um, because I'm an idiot, my race bike is geared for flat. And so it's a, a 44 effective, um, 27 at the back, because it's from a period where 27 was the biggest you could get. Whoa. That's even worse than mine. Yeah. So <laughs> when I did the, when I did the, the Fred Witten in the Lake district, which is probably the hardest sport even in the UK, it, after a hundred miles, you hit this final climb where it's 33%. There's there's three ramps I think of 33 uh, percent. Well, the peak is 33. Most of about 25 or so um, on a on a mountain pass called Hard Knock Pass. It's a very tricky bit of road, and by this point you're already pretty you're, you're tired. You're ready to be in the shower, and then you. I, I mean, I'd cycled Hard Knock before, but I'd just ridden over to it, ridden up and down it both ways, and been like, ah, okay, that's, it's all right. It's pretty hard, but. Um, I'd done that on my like touring bike where I have like, I think at the rear I have 30, I think it's 30 at the front, 34 at the front and 30 at the back. So it's a much easier gear. And I was just like, it's all right. <laughs> so, like this time after a hundred miles, I was like, I got like 
in the, in the beginning of the climb at the bottom, and I instantly shifted down to my smallest gear. I was like, right, okay, this is the only way we're going to get up this. And then within 10 or 15 seconds, I was like, well, this is going to be the most painful thing I ever do in my life. Okay, we're this is going to be a horrible 10 minutes. Um, I cannot believe you made it up there with that gearing. Yeah, I'm going to do that same thing next year. Um, but I am going to change my entire... I'm going to change the lower chain ring and I'm also going to change... I'm also worked out a way of jury rigging um, like a 32 or even a 33 on the back. And so that is what's going to happen. That's still pretty narrow. On my on one of my bikes, I have 48 in the back. The 33, yeah. Well, it's, you know, medium cage. So the bit... I mean, even 32... I'm prob I'll be able to change down into it, but when I get to the top of the hill, I'll probably have to stop and manually shift it back up. Um, because I don't know if the medium cage will be able to pull the tension to shift it back up. It'll be able to drop it all the way down. Um so that's my that's that's my plan for getting up high. Because the thing is, like it, it, you're like, got up it, fine. Um, but I was like eight minutes adrift of the time I did it last, which granted I was a lot fresher, but I was like you know, my I think my RPM on it was like fifty five, like my cadence. So it was it was grinding it up at the absolute. So like you just like oh, look, if you just have an easy gear, you actually just can get better cadence. You can go quicker. It's easier. There's a whole bunch of reasons. Um, because if you just after hundred miles, you don't have a lot of that neuromuscular energy. You need to push the big gear. You but you might still have some aerobic fitness you can lean on. Um. So like when it got to the ramps, I was just having to basically out the saddle sprint as hard as I could against the the grade in the lowest gear, just because I didn't have any, I had nothing left. So I knew if I just, if I just kept trying to grind out the cadence, I was just going to have to put a foot down. Um, so I ended up like sprinting and then trying to recover in the corners because I hate hairpins and just like the like inch, inch forward on the corner, almost track standing and just get 15 seconds of rest. And then um, anyway, I don't really know how I got into this. Um, cycling's fun. Racing's cool. It's time for Null's News Corner. We need to talk about this. <laughs> um, fuck off with that banner. I'm going to fight you on this one today. I hate it. Uh, you mentioned a bottle rocket, and I just wanted to tell you a quick little story about bottle rockets. <laughs> um, when I was in Any- Anything than more fucking exercise talk. I would honestly rather listen to you guys just scrape your fingernails down chalkboards than hear more about pedaling bikes uphill. Uh, we so, do, you wait at some point, Schultz and I are going to get together, and then you're just going to get in the group chat. It's just going to be like, here's a picture of us with a hill and a bike. Well, that's right. <laughs> here we are. We got our little hats on. Here we okay. go. They're actually called helmets. <laughs> well, hold on though, because I did no, just no, get no. a little hat. My cycling cap <laughs> is like modeled after Nickelodeon, so it has like the Nickelodeon squigglies from uh-huh. the '90s. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Love it. I remember those from before helmets were invented. Yeah, yeah, technically, exactly. that's called a casquette. Is it? What is it? The little cycling huh. cap. Are you called. drinking tonight? Oh, all right. We drink it tonight, we're, baby. Yeah, we drink it tonight. All right. Uh, a little well, bike well, time. I've been overloaded for for a couple of days, so <laughs> yeah. now it's just like I've been trying to do I've as little here. work as possible. What's new? I know for 20 minutes. I was just zoning out from that shit. I had to go look up what FPM was or no, what is it? FTP. FTP. Well, I know what FTP is, but I was like, is it 
I gotta fuck the pedals. Like I don't know. I was like, what? Like what is this actually it can, mean? Can can very much be fuck the pedals. Yes. Uh, is it slang? Anyway, um, sorry. Tell anyway, us about story. my bottle rocket story. <laughs> so uh, when I was at college, we had to write a uh, program in MATLAB that would uh, MATLAB estimate what you were given a target for the for a bottle rocket, and you had to like calculate all of the parameters like the the amount of water the amount of pressure the angle of the dangle for the launch uh you know take into account the weather the distance from the launch pad and like the target area bearing that sounds like partial diff eqs <laughs> to like the, ang- the angle uh, of the dangle the competition was to like nowadays you're just well, doing this- a terrible space program wouldn't you yeah, well, this this pro- project like, was to like make. Oh the no, they were died again. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I did well. Um, where did that come from? Where, how do we get on that conversation? Uh, the fray mentioned a bottle rocket at some point. Oh, okay. I right, wrote it down. Okay. All right, we could, we can talk about MATLAB a little bit too because I, boy, I love that. I just watched the thing about. Did you guys ever use Wolfram Alpha? Did you guys ever use Wolfram back in? No, was, I, I used a little bit too. There was no Wolfram Alpha back then. I still yeah, use was. Wolfram. I Alpha. used it in college. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but now it's like totally different, right? Because it's actually it's a little bit AI-ish. I, I just watched this video last night of um I can put it in the video watch it, but but it was uh it was Wolfram. It's wait, what's that guy's name? Is it I can't remember the founder of that now. I'm blanking. Dr. Wolfram three five nine. Think of it. Somebody in the notes or somebody in the chat I know. Um but anyway, he 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 did a, a big count like a long talk on like like integration between Alpha and Chat GPT. And like and like how the the role of these types of um, LLMs and and how it fits into these types of things and like like Alpha has gone a long way like all that stuff is even in the last thirty years since I used it, um, but it, it's pretty crazy when you start adding these things together and you start using like natural language to communicate with that and not having to talk the well, I always struggle with like the, the the speech structure of how Wolfram needed to be able to have that data and how it presented that back. Like he had to know its language a little bit. And once you break that down, that thing was crazy. He was doing some really cool shit in that, in that video. So uh, he's a pretty interesting dude. I don't know why I talked about that now, but anyway, the, the MATLAB brought it back to me. Cause that was a cool, that was a fun toy too. MATLAB is pretty fucking amazing. If you like, yeah. you know, can be bothered to learn all the stuff. It's uh right. Yeah, man. It was, was, but I think that's time. a pretty cool thing. Like not only chat GPT as a thing, as an LLM that just goes and scrapes it net and brings it back. But now chat GTP is an interface to some of these other tools that you had to learn the language. And now you're getting rid of the language, which I guess is no different than like the code integrations on chat GPT, but to now use those like incredibly powerful tools, but with net, with a, with a really strong LLM in front of it that knows how to interpret. I think that that that's like fucking crazy cool. Um, because some of those tools are just they're just like regurgitating, but not that's not regurgitating. That's just using the the real strong understanding of. of so that. I've just I, started. I feel reading. like that. I feel like that kind of takes away part of the fun of MATLAB, which is like sitting around with your teammates for two days drinking piss, trying to figure out how you're going to attack the problem. That sounds like you're an Emacs user. Hey, but I'll say yes. Part of the fun is actually knowing. Part of Emacs the fun is actually. That's well, a, part of the fun is the suffering. Otherwise, what that's is like? Yeah, exactly. What is like the creative process other than <laughs> suffering? You really, you really haven't been a Linux user unless you've had to reboot a server because you haven't been able to get out of VI, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this fucking thing. I just I, so I, I had a I had a thing recently where I can't I can't remember the reason, but there was no fucking escape key on um, the keyboard I was using, and it wasn't just you know phrase stupid ergonomic. 
you know, was key, it the keyboard? Was it the Mac that they put it in the in the little screen thing? It was some bullshit like that. Like I think it might have been the Touch Bar Mac, and then it had like an error, and the Touch Bar didn't yeah. work. And I literally yeah. just fucking trapped on the server, and I was like, "How do I change this?" I was like, "I, I can't, I can't fucking escape from this editing. I've just dropped into in VI." Did you decide I, to unbond then? I just, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just open a new terminal. Well, can't get out of this session. I guess we'll just unbond <laughs> just all the open tokens. A new terminal. I, I guess we're um, off stargaze. Just, yeah, just said to the, said to the lads, <laughs> we, we no longer validate this network. Uh, that, that's an inside joke because there was a stargaze upgrade this morning. And I think we couldn't wait. There was a, a how many you guys missed the upgrade. And then I think it woke you up or you were doing something. And I then it was, or it was late last night or whatever it was. So we yeah. already staged it, and I, I, I was fucking certain. I look back in my uh, in my notes for the week, right, and it says like, "Stargaze upgrade." It's got a fucking strike through in pen. What has happened here? Perfect. Somehow is that? So directly underneath it, there is fill hole in wall. Right, there's a hole in the wall. There's now no longer a hole in the wall. Is that because you punched the wall after the before the Stargaze upgrade? It, it's it's because it turns out we had some building done work done last year and they didn't fill a hole in the wall that they made and i couldn't work out why one of the rooms was fucking freezing last winter like fucking freezing there's a real draft in there man and i was like fuck what is what is the deal in this room it used to be nice and toasty um there's, I, I, there's condors living in here what the I, fuck is going yeah and i was like how big was, is that house i was like crawling around um to to scrape there was like this this fuck not important for whatever reason i had some things to do outside it meant i was on my hands and knees with a with a fucking um you know screwdriver to to sort out this thing by the gate right and i was like wait what the fuck's that there's a fucking hole in the wall the size of my fist going all the way through the outer wall under so you can see outside yeah 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 just fully you can see like, you can see the floor joists and then the floor wall uh-huh. on top from the fucking outside. And I was like, well, that'll do it. That will fucking, that will 100% do it. Like lucky it was just, just high enough that probably no water could get in. But I yeah. was like, fuck, that's a massive oversight. That's been open that is an entire shit. fucking winter. That is bad. Um, so that was on my big to-do list to like fix up this week. So I did that, but so like I a noticed family is upgrade, strike through, fill hole and wall, not strike through, but, Holding wall was done. I know that's done. Build that fucking hole. You stroked the wrong thing. When you put one and one together, you get probably seven or eight. Yeah. So, yeah, put the filler in the wall. Put the fucking old mistroke. Bish bash bosh. Clap myself on the back. Struck through the wrong thing. Cracked a beer. And that was my yesterday or the day before. And then that's why our Stargaze upgrade failed. That was a precursor to today. So it goes off. And then. Uh, Jorge made it where you, I think you need go 121, but you were trying to build it or it was it was failing or something like that. I think you you gave it like five minutes. You're like, ah, maybe we'll unbond. <laughs> that's, not, that's that's valid. That's validator 2023. Like, yeah. well, eh, one small problem, we're out. <laughs> it was one of those things where you just like every upgrade. <laughs> if, like, is this worth it? Just you have a mirror like sitting right next to your desk, and then when that fails, you look in the mirror. You're like, is this the day? Is this <laughs> like, the are day? we done? This, are we done, people? Is this the end for zombie Shakespeare? <laughs> like, I, I think like there's a kind of um, there's a certain type of British fatalism. I think that really does not gel well with validation. Where you're just like, 
Not you know, something it. really bad happens, and you're like, "Well, I guess we deserve that." And like, you, you know, like there's the the phrase, are like, oh, we had we had a good innings," you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> the British have invented a lot of sports, and then are like the worst, or the sometimes the worst in the world at them, but often like the second or third best. Like cricket's a prime example. Never fucking win, do we? Invented that one. Never fucking win. But you know. Nope batting collapse against us well to be fair actually i will say the ashes this year the the turning point was actually when australia won a test by default because of the the weather i think without that england would have actually won the ashes so to be fair this wasn't like a massive thing this was a minor inconvenience it was a minor so, inconvenience but <laughs> this is a minor, so, and literally like 80 seconds i think what you're shoot. missing there is that we would have won it anyway did you see what happened the test after where we absolutely roasted you but couldn't win because of the previous test where the weather stopped play while we were roasting you and so yeah, defaulted no, we, to you? Look, sometimes you just have a bad day, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, we had a good at eggs. So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, All right. Yeah. Anyway, you're still in Stargaze. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. So I, I missed that upgrade as well. But... To be fair, that's, I just thought that that's I why you're so tired. Wait, wait, what was your excuse? <laughs> I didn't mind. So that was a ultra pain in the ass because that I get the alarm at one a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, up and at them instantly as a good good little operator. You've and been uh, six, seven hours by then. Hey, up and at you've been them. asleep for you've been asleep for at least five or six hours by that point. Yeah, I went to sleep at ten. So up and at them three three hours. Um. Anyway. Fucking go 1.21. Come on. What is it with locking down the go version these days? It's I don't know. I asked Jorge about it too because like it is 1.210. Oh, it just came out, right? And so I was like, I'm like, what are you YOLOing in here? Like <laughs> what does not work? So and uh it seems yeah. like almost every fucking binary I comp- compile these days, I have to get out Ansible and like rebuild the go first. It's just Annoying. Don't you don't you build don't you do those upgrades via Ansible anyway though or no or do you do them, do you do them by hand? No, I do all upgrades manually. I, oh, okay. All I right. just haven't Ansibled it yet. So when I do do the Ansible, there will be like, I think I'm just gonna do like a Go version in the upgrade these days because it keeps yeah. changing. So like well, I have it globally, then I set it like per chain. So if one chain needs something, the only issue with that when you have a it just re- keeps re- reinstalling Go every time you have a next binary, but it's not a big deal. Fuck as long hell. as you're always ansibilizing it. Wow, you're you're grossly incandescent over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to close that blind again. <laughs> I know I'm bright too. Ay ay ay. If networks so, use a hard Go version, I typically just download the binary. I'm like, I'm not putting up with this. It's a pretty good idea, actually. That's not, that's actually not a bad idea. And just, what do you and do just force it that way. Uh, if if networks enforce a Go version, I'll typically just download the binary directly. Yeah. It's not mm. always that they provide it, but typically you are. And if they don't, then I throw shit in their direction. I'm like, hey, you should do better next time. I I like Larry. I Larry suggested quite a good, uh, like, couple of step bash scripts in the uh, chat because you uh, in Stargaze because you know, well, it's, it's not quite deterministic because it's kind of garbage, but you you roughly know um, that the Go version will interpolate cleanly into the the Go bind. Um, the go website to get you the version you're after so like worst case scenario it, it is quite easy to script that in a bash script so what 
what I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. I haven't thought that before. Um, but we tend to do it. We have like a, a bash script that's essentially the original. You may remember if you're a validator, the instructions from Juno, which have become the kind of boilerplate instructions for a lot of chains now. Um, also, fuck you, man, with that goddamn Damon Home bullshit. Fuck that annoys me. <laughs> who's who? Who was that directed at? The, the general internet. Back in the day, What's- he put in the first Juno upgrade. When doing it David with Cosmo Visor, he puts Damon Home instead of Home. Dot Juno. Yes, because Damon, if you're using Cosmo Visor, Damon Home is not going to be the same. Oh, they always use that. Yeah, but or it might not like, be the same home. If you if you're using attached what? EBS, if you're using attached like network storage like EBS, now you're not going to have uh, the home be in the home. You're going to have it being the Damon Home usually at slash network name or something on the attached block storage. Like it sounds like you're probably the only one who has that. Think of the AWS users, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. Some of us are professionals <laughs> and use like, you know, cloud services. So no, I, I don't anymore, obviously, because it's what do you think of the cloud people? When you think of the cloud people, the no. cloud native people <laughs> who, you know, might be doing things in a way that's non-standard yeah. or you caveman bashing together has, bare metal. Yeah. Dr. Frey has slowly let his standard slip over the last I have like years. nine layers of Generated. abstraction and you only have two layers of abstraction. It's so very important to, when, when there's yeah. nine layers of abstraction, you, you know can't what? just like throw. I get a lot of shit out. about I get a lot of shit about this. Okay, for all the Cosmos stuff, fine. We're on bare metal now. Whatever. Second year of the bear market. We haven't made any money in a year in Cosmos. Fine. But I genuinely, genuinely wake up more stressed every day now because we have moved other networks off. To uh, servers? Off to bare metal. Yeah. Uh, that's in your head, though. It, well, it, did you set up the monitoring <laughs> that I sent you a link to? I set up a different monitoring because that solution. I, just, I was just like, this is there's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I d- like if, uh, I, if I don't, if I, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> if I don't instantly understand, if I don't, I have a very low tolerance for a thing being like, I'm like, somebody has built this for their own needs. I can just write my own from scratch, um, so that I understand it. I do the same thing. I've, you know, I've built monitoring boxes a load of times i basically i started doing it and i was like you know what i i fucking hate building monitoring boxes and there's a reason why i worked as an infrastructure engineer for a couple of years and then i went back to being a programmer because i don't fundamentally want to do too much fucking around with infrastructure so i just punted it all to grafana cloud and went i actually don't care about the aptos in this case we're talking about aptos metrics i was like I'm going to make a call here as a business that we don't care about the Aptos specific metrics for observability. We only care about the system level metrics like um, usage network, all the stuff you get from node exporter, which is a much lower cadence. Um, The great thing about it being that you can fit it, you can fit like a load of networks, um, node exporters into Grafana free tier, Grafana cloud. That is, you just punt it at Grafana cloud done. Don't have to run anything yourself. Um, the the Aptos uh, monitoring is incredibly chatty. Um, like it sends so much stuff. You you will blow through the free tier on Grafana in about five minutes. It's insane. It sends so much stuff. Um, it's a big boy, exactly. And you're like, well, actually, what we really care about from the seventy five k every pull or something like that. It's like yeah, some, some exactly from, from the Aptos binary. All we really care uh, about is is number going up. Really, right. 
Yeah, that's really all you care about. He is. Yeah. Like, every, like everything else, right? Up. That's like, yeah. So we have alerting for number of peers is number going up. Every morning we have a round robin text at six o'clock in the morning UTC. Um, for every network we're on that round robins all of the company pages, pages, their phones now, right? It round robins all of them with here's the network that I'm calling you from, um, like the box, um, plus like a selection of metrics we care about. Um, just say, hey, I'm alive. Don't worry about it. And then same at 6, 6 p.m. UTC as well. So we have that, which is like, a, hey, I'm alive. And then we have Grafana, which is running all of the uh, Grafana cloud um, for all the node exporter metrics now. Um, because the, yeah, have it. I did the worst of both worlds where we sunset Grafana Cloud because we were like, we're going to run our own monitoring box, set up a monitoring box, did all the configuration, was like, this is a massive pain. We can't bother to maintain this. And I realized it was going to fall to me anyway because obviously I'm not going to pay one of the other outside contributors to do the monitoring box because it's like the easiest thing of the things. And I was like, oh shit, I'm just going to be maintaining this forever actually. So then ended up crawling back to Grafana Cloud and being like, looking at the usage and basically adding networks and just watching it creep up towards the end of the free tier and bit because grafana cloud it also goes from like free tiers like 500 dollars a month it's there's like absolutely no in between so you're just like creeping up and then you get like really close and you're just like okay well this this was a little while ago obviously we don't need to send passage metrics to grafana cloud. yeah and stargaze upgrades you can take that right off there too <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's a very it, I don't know if this is a, is a it's a British thing or a Frey thing to be both incredibly stressed out about the the use of bare metal failure prone hardware and then also at simultaneously getting annoyed with an upgrade for five minutes and saying I'm gonna unbond like those two things do not really go together is that is that like is that a cultural oh it's it's, like, it's back to the it's back to the you're always expecting the sky to fall. So you know when something bad happens, but but it, did you uh, unbond Stargaze? No, it was, it was it was joking. It was threatened. oh right, yeah. it was it was <laughs> it was, was, it was, it was deadpan humor. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, it was just I, I was I was doing something else that was more because it, it was evening as well. By that point, I was I was about to put pizza in the oven. I was like kind of done with things i was like hmm, i've got a couple of things i want to do before the pod was, was your situation any more inconvenient than it being at 1 a.m whilst you just had three hours sleep well yeah but like if it was at 1 a.m <laughs> i'd have just fucking not done it clearly unbonded at that point yeah exactly just unbonded that <laughs> shit where's where's my ledger yeah, yeah oh, gone. like i'd, I'd have gone <laughs> to the bank gone. wait hang on you can't get to the bank in the middle of the night uh, I, I feel oh, like right, yeah I feel like the phrase uh, "backup script" is just auto unborn. Yeah, like the just, last line if, of defense. If, if fail four times, auto unborn. It's just, it's just, it, it's just. PS orcs grep cosmo visor anan kill nine. That's rm dash rm 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 rf slash. <laughs> so both, both that exists, and you have the wallakies sitting underneath like in a swiss bank account that you have to actually like fly on a plane to get to both those things both exist at the same time right i can well I you can... have to off see that unbonding to a different wall is the thing <laughs> that's, that's right and that that those keys are in a different bank you have to well, go somewhere that, else that particular bot is located in a on a raspberry pi in a bank vault 
<laughs> I mean, the look. Okay, the connected to the internet <laughs> for a lot of these for a lot of these chains, genuinely, unfacetiously. Um, I think the reason I made that joke as well was because I saw on the um, I saw in the chat like a newer validator being like being like let's see who fucks this up and then doesn't come back up and i'm like ha ha oh, was it that i'm like was it a period was it a period nodes or whatever that is i, I can't that remember dude, it's like fuck that guy loves that steak and masturbate <laughs> or he just he just goes to upgrade channel to upgrade channel to see who doesn't go up and then show up like what the fuck just just a shit on it i, I mean like yeah basically like some jimmy small balls was yeah. just like when will the foundation take care of this was like having a bit of chat <laughs> it's like one and, of and i was like and i was just like you know bub bubba dude maybe 30 seconds maybe bub maybe oh some of us only give a shit about networks to make money yeah <laughs> or uh, maybe i'm in bonding right maybe now. maybe some of us don't <laughs> fucking work for free although apparently we fucking do so uh, you know that's like, that's why this is like a frustration because <laughs> instead of eating pizza what i wanted to be doing i'm trying to work out why the fuck system d is crashing out immediately <laughs> after 15 milliseconds yeah. in a crash loop um the answer was human yeah. human stupidity so so we go through uh various stages of blockchain right i think we're at like ball lake blockchain marketing at the moment marketing in we are marketing yeah. speaking of that let's get to the news uh the news so actually some I mean, everything that happened this week is more of just like bunnies. So, did, did you okay. guys hear about the Osmo thing? It's pretty funny. Well, it's, what, funny which, it's probably not funny to anyone who. Wait, is this the, is this the loan thing or whatever? You told me about it, I think. So, there was a. So, allegedly an Osmo dev, because I've heard people say Osmo dev about this thing a lot, but I've not actually heard anyone say who the osmo dev is or how they know it's an osmo dev i'm sure ram is going to chime in here but presumably it's some sort of wallet that's apparently an 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 osmo dev wallet um so this individual or entity or whatever wallet uh took out some loans with uh osmo against usdt on uh umi and mars which is actually quite smart if you want to dump your token without dumping your token so you can, uh, you know, borrow against it and just let it get liquidated at some point. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so they've borrowed one and a half million USD against their Quick Osmo. question. When that loan gets liquidated, like, so I'm a DeFi idiot. Like, I don't fucking understand DeFi. So they've got the USD, right? Mm-hmm. Or USDC, presumably, or whatever they've converted it into, right? That loan. They've secured it. Using Osmo, that's right. Is that that? Yeah, it's Osmo. Yeah, a fuckload of Osmo. Right? What's why do they ever need to pay it back? Like they can just ghost, presumably, right? Yeah, so you can just let it get liquidated yeah. and then fuck off, right? And then yeah. fuck off, right? There's no like nobody's going to collect. Yeah, nobody's going to collect. It's not. So the funny thing, right? So sh- shoot, sh- shroot, <laughs> shroot in the comments says also no taxes. And as we're taxes aficionados, I want to know, do you have to pay the tax once you get liquidated? <laughs> How does that work? Yep. Like if you put up your Osmo for a loan and then you get your USD it's lost, and run right? off with it It's just lost tokens or what? Hey? Yeah. It's well, just I mean, lost tokens at that is, point. Is a liquidation event, like, is that is that a taxable event? 
I don't see taxable of what you're, there's a small amount of value being removed, right? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> for for those listening on the podcast, everyone's just sort of staring at their camera deep in thought. <laughs> She'll see especially as like I'd have to ask my lawyer and or accountants and or our finance guys. I think all of them would say, please, yeah. if you're thinking of doing this, do not. <laughs> yeah, so so that's true. Yeah. So who owns that debt? Who owns that debt? So that's a debt, the right? Community. There's, there's, the the protocol. Is, so the protocol owns a debt, right? Yeah, and then it just gets liquidated on market. I think so. This so if you think a token is going down, you you take out as much possible loans as you can associated to that because they are completely. Well, I guess when you take out a loan too, you don't shift the needle. I don't know if like well, you over collateralize the the loan, right? So you're always going to yeah. put up more than what it's right. worth. But I mean, it's a hit at that time. Yeah, yeah, right at that time. But like, if you if you think it's just dropping, then what the hell? I mean, that's basically going short, right? Isn't that Basically, by definition of what it is, well, it's it's like going well, short with a pretty big spread. Well, I mean, isn't short it, isn't it like short as a short payment? No fucking risk because if you, yeah, because you a short about, if you don't give a right, fuck a sh- about your yeah. collateral, then you well, I mean, if you short a, if you short a position, it's usually you don't own the the correct. It's it's a it's a promise yeah, to this it's a, a promise to buy it right. right. Sure, but because you get presumably you get the USDC or whatever. Do you get it straight away? Does it unlock slowly, or how does that? No, you get work? the you get the US, you swap it for the USD straight away. But, no, but you, yeah. no, surely not, because because then otherwise the protocol is broken from the get go. Because so no, it's over collateralized and then it's liquidated once you hit your liquidation. Right, point. right, but over collateralized by how much percentage? Fair, fair margin. Yeah. Right, okay, but if I know Osmo is going to go down, right? I am an Osmo dev. I know the price is going to go down, right? So I put up one point five million dollars in Osmo, right, mm-hmm. to get a one million dollar USDC loan out, right? Mm-hmm. The Osmo's up. I can then immediately go to Aruba or wherever with yes. one million dollars, yes. and I don't give a fuck. So it is nothing like shorting. And there is it, no it, risk it, to there is no risk to me if I already know that my asset is fucked. Correct. If it goes up, if if the price goes up, you can theory pay that back because you know that you're getting re- you're getting that asset back. If the price goes to shit, you have literally no consequence. So it's it more of back. a it's more of a hedge that you pay a little bit of interest for. It's probably like insurance, right? It's it's an unsecured loan that really has no repercussions, right? I mean, that <laughs> sounds just- pretty sweet. My my brain is a bit broken. That this is even a thing. This I mean, I don't know shit. I mean, I don't. I try not to loan. I'm not trying. I don't borrow anything. Like I, that's my like. I try not to borrow anything ever. I'm a cash like, guy. The very very minimum. The very very minimum. Like credit. I'll I'll carry balances on credit. Like month to month. Like I pay every month type of thing. Right. I don't. I don't but I don't want to. But I don't want to. Like I don't want to take out loans if I don't need them. Like I don't I've, want that. Shit. I've never even had a credit card. I have presumably no credit rating. I have. I have a good credit. I mean, we have whatever. Other than homes, like homes are like you got to, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so but he, like that idea is crazy. Here's a good point. Uh, don't pay it back if Osmo goes up. You can take out more because <laughs> the leverage drops. Yeah. Hey, this is cool. This is good. I, I don't see why the regulation people want to get in on this shit. Doesn't make any sense so, to me. <laughs> so no, it, genuinely, genuinely, we must have misunderstood how this loan. We must have. Yeah, there must be something we- because this is astonishingly and obviously broken. <laughs> I mean, I've seen quite a few Twitter posts about like people that will then do like loops of loans to get a lot of things going, and that's basically what happened to Terra, right? Like Terra, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a big compound thing, right? 
Yeah. You, you just yeah. take you take that amount and you go loan it again and then you, like you keep doing it over and over and over, right? Yeah. yeah, but you got paid the the compound shitcoin for like the loan and the the loaning. The borrow. Yeah, the, right. the borrow like as a borrow and as a loaner. Yeah. And the loaning you got <laughs> got compound for. So we were like <laughs> circle jerk myself off till I fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Go in with a dollar, uh, so- walk out with four hundred shitcoins. So Rama, Rama, so yeah. So Rama says he does. It's confirmed that is a dev. So that, so that piece. So that's not. So that's not great. Because so, is there any any resolution? Like, is there a plan on what? And, and how much was it? Was it? It's a pretty big number, right? One point five million USDs. <laughs> Perfect. Lovely. Should be no problem pulling together. No problem. Yeah. No big deal. Well. Should be no problem. Is it? I mean, is it? A, well, I mean, it is a big deal, presumably, because it's getting liquidated at the moment, right? Um, and since well, that person the is known, is that the the price will get tanked because of the liquidation. But it's yeah, like, right? I don't think it's like right. it's an instant liquidation. Like it liquidates to maintain the it liquidates the in tranches, right? It's like right, right. um, it's like options expiring or something like that. Mm. Right? So since that person is known, or at least probably through. Uh, the osmosis foundation slash protocol Let, let's let's clarify known to rama, rama okay no rama let's look. all right all right whatever so so if he knows chances are internally at osmosis they know well they would know of course they would know yeah so if so internally does does that group take action against one of their own devs slash employees due to this because it's harmful to the protocol and to their business like, do you have an employee taking a, a a massive financial risk and letting it go to the point that it could cause undue harm to the company? So as an organization that is a company that does have employees and has revenues, would they take action on employee in this situation? Look at, what, look kind at of what, what, what kind of crazy fucking lawsuit would what that be? What can they do? It's their financial yeah, decision. Like, if you were the dev, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll take my $1 million. I don't know. And you can go know. fuck yourself. Look at, like, it, look I don't at know. it from this perspective. It's not the company's money. It's his money. Yeah. It's a decentralized protocol. The protocol exists to be used. If you want to use it in a way that fucking you get them. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the principle of boys will be boys applies here. No, you know, We're, there's so, a bunch of legal precedents, you know, habeas corpus, yada, 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 boys will be boys. This is boys will be boys all the fucking way. Is it though? Could like, it be considered well, insider it, trading? It, it, yes. Is it it's like on the inside of cl- trading Claxon? The regulator will be here in a second. Schultze, we never say that. You know why? They're going to be knocking down your door in minutes. Snowden's going to be yeah, like, so I heard you say the thing. It's not a security. It's not a security. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> All right. Not well, a tumor. Anyway, yeah. enjoy it. They'll figure it out, I guess, right? So, what's going to happen? Price going to. I mean, Drop nothing. Oh, the cosmos is going to decline. So yeah. he ah. added, the dev has supplied an additional one million of Osmo to the loan to reduce the risk, and borrowed two hundred k Osmo from another dev to stop the position being liquidated. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Steady lads. <laughs> hey man, can I borrow two hundred Osmo? Hey, just reaching across the. You got some sort of in, the that co- Osmo, man. in the conference room. Yeah, like who's got? Have we got any Osmo laying around? You can't just pay it back. That'd be outrageous. <laughs> exactly. Let's. I love let's, the way. Let's, let's like, it. That, got into that the situation. Five million dollars is now sitting. Let's bring some personal loans into this situation. 
Oh, yeah, it's exactly. like we've got into the situation by messing around with unsecured loads of an asset <laughs> that has no intrinsic value. You know how we can solve this? It's by adding more of the value, that, adding more of the exactly. asset that is now tanking in value to the loan. That'll fucking sort it. Let's, Amazing. Let's take some, let's take some personal. Let, no documentation. Let's, let's, let's agree that you're going to give me 250000 Osmo and. I mean, there, there's no a fair chance that that money doesn't exist anymore. That dude had a bender. That's, yep. you know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, they're throwing good money after bad. What the fuck? I mean, I, in, like I said in our group chat earlier today, Soviet tactical doctrine from the Cold War, and possibly even before, <laughs> said don't reinforce defeat. What are they doing? So, you take the money and you go. You just be like, this is all looking very unfavorable to my beach house. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> I want to know about the fire festival and fuck off. Yeah. I want to know about the other dad (laughs) just (laughs) loans him another 200,000 Osmo. I wouldn't be in out of that. I'd be like, you have a loan taken out now. You can shove (laughs) off. No. Like, Schultzy, I kind of feel like these devs are doing like a little bit of a fucking like Scrooge McDuck thing and just like diving into their pools of fucking Osmo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, if you dive into a pool of Osmo, it's not fucking real. (laughs) So you just hit the bottom of the pool. I'm just saying. It all kind of sounds like a circle stake to me, but it's a little bit of a circle stake. Classic circle stake. I'm surprised they didn't like take 250,000 Osmo and stick it on like a gelato lottery or some shit. Just trying to (laughs) let's go double this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know how we're going to get out of it. This is the... How do we, we bet quarter million Osmo on a fucking lottery somehow? That's a sick right. so reference. To be fair, it would be worse if they just like fucking throw it on gelato or something. <laughs> like the absolute shit here way. Of I was trying. I was trying to look for some. What was the most degen way I could do something with these tokens? That was Ooh, that's all I had. The, the castle thing. What's the castle thing from Juno from a long time ago? What was that called? The ca- oh uh, the one that Jabby was like super well, 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 <laughs> was just like fucking pushing was, notes in. Um, yeah is, is like, jabby is jabby still in the cosmos because i haven't yeah. i haven't heard from jabster in he works for a strange love doesn't he i don't think he does i anywhere. think he left yeah. i think he oh, left yeah, yeah or, or there yeah. yeah i, I mean know. hearing the word the castle he probably just fucking had a flash of ptsd going here for him for another fucking three months yeah it was, it was something latin wasn't fortis. it yeah fortis <laughs> fortis economic something yeah i mean fortis, that was yeah. one of those situations where you're like this is going to end in tears and it, uh, narrator, it ended in tears. I think he, I think he had like a a, a thirty a thirty minute block on his calendar every day for that, right? Like he was constantly just degening, just a lot of people like were. Crazy. Oh my god! Listen, if I stake my T Fortis, I get F Fortis, and with that F Fortis, I can I can I then rebond it, and then my G Fortis <laughs> can double in price in three weeks. Pretty excited about this. Remember the days when money was so abundant in the cosmos that you'd just piss it away on weird shit like Fortis? I mean, episode five or NFT Nashville. <laughs> or, or NFT Nashville. <laughs> okay, so to uh, uh, to our we, audience, that was, that was not Cosmos money that's paying for that one from our end, is it? That's fucking no, it's not. It's not Cosmos money. Uh, so to to our audience, uh, we want to announce that we are sponsoring nft nashville not solo sponsoring it but we, no, no, we're, but we have, have have grouped our coins together uh our, our usdc coin sponsoring to uh sponsor a a whale spot of the uh nft nashville none oh, of us will got, be there enjoy yep we got the whale spot really 
Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah, we're hey, this is big balls blockchain, dude. Bull like blockchain for the win. <laughs> uh, we are in we are in good company in that list. Actually, I was actually trying to pull the list because I just got uh, a list. I know Stargaze is sponsoring. Omniflix is sponsoring. Um, it's held by Crypto Tank and Cosmos Joe, and I think some other folks are are sponsor are um, putting this on. It's November fourth, twenty twenty three, in Nashville. Uh, it looks to be a cool event. There's a lot of talk going behind the scenes about things that we can do um, to make it um, something cool. We want to do something from a game of notes perspective that I assume will be probably shitty and underrepresented and um, last minute. And we we're, we're going to get not marketed at all. Not we're going to get a massive poster, like a backdrop. All of the panel <laughs> talks or whatever have to happen um, in front of this. Oh, shit, my light's in the way. Um, have to happen in front of this backdrop, and it just says, go mod tidy. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Gelato is sponsoring uh, NFT uh, Social Circle. That sounds a lot like Circle Steak. That sounds like a fucking um, Circle Steak. Sponsoring with what? Like Archway is sponsoring, I think. Uh, I think that Lucky Friday is sponsoring. So a friend of the show, Funky. I mean, um, most of these sponsors. Like, we're yeah, actually in pretty good. The most of these sponsors. I mean, I mean, our involvement really... I think to these teams really solidifies their involvement. So <laughs> you, you like, know that, you know, that sponsorship has gotten cheap in the crypto winter when game of nodes is like, yeah, lads, let's just chip in, which I think was pretty much how it was phrased in the group chat. Yeah. It was Yusefa being like, come on, lads, steady lads. <laughs> let's deploy some more capital. Let's put some capital. So oh, that's cool. to our, to our audience, uh, if you like our content uh, and you want to help us support other crap stuff, um, <laughs> you know, send send shit coins to our Dow Treasury. We'll take loans out against it for USD. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Can a Dow? Can a Dow? Take out a million dollar loan? Can we? That is a good question. That's the real that's a good question. We should figure it out. The only problem is, is that all of our shit coins are now completely worthless, so we can't pull that kind of a stunt. I agree. The Dow Treasury, we could do more with that, right? Um, right, if there was more great. money in there. If there was more money in there, like not from us. <laughs> Keep so, using so that, the, right? so the like, funny thing here is that I was trying to others find- Others people money from, from the Dow Treasury. From, from our end, I was trying to find money to, to get into this, um, to, to pay for our sponsorship, because obviously- we're, Did we're you check crazy. under your car carpet near your driver's seat? No. You're looking at hole so in the wall outside. We don't hold liquid <laughs> crypto. We either stake it or sell it because of the way uh, tax rules, bing, 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 uh, work in our jurisdiction. Um, and some people may remember some great hairs and a beard growing even longer than this last year when our main banking provider decided that they were suddenly crypto hostile and tried to shut us down. Um, and we had a really weird situation last week where we had to get hold of some crypto. But we we have several we have, we have basically like a business bank provider now that are not crypto hostile, but they are a boomer bank. We have to go into a branch. I think the only reason they're not crypto hostile is because they're like internet what? Because they've uh, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I have Fucking to go in point. and queue up and talk to a cashier to do oh to do God. business. But they have a business banking desk at the bank, and you have to go there and do stuff. If I want to know like the fucking yeah literally to get a receipt to get to like a, a statement i have to go in like it's mad like i had to get a letter write a get a letter from my accountants and then 
to get the the banking feed the you know there's like a standard banking fee protocol to send it to like zero or your accountants or a third party or whatever they provide that on paper with like hash which is the api key for zero they literally they give you a letter with a hash they email printed you, out on they it. email you json basically yeah it's <laughs> that's how boomer back there they're just like oh gosh well oh, <laughs> we have this the nerds say we need to supply this 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 thing so just post it to them won't you jenkins get it off my desk um it is madness so anyway that's our one banking provider um at, uh, tried to buy tried to set that up on Kraken to buy some fucking usdc absolutely no dice it immediately triggered an anti-fraud like somebody's nicked your card our <laughs> corporate card got locked uh so this you know, last week where i was just like seriously lads fuck this this is madness so our corporate card got locked um our other bank our main bank that we use for everything else that you know pay our AWS bill blah blah blah, blah. they're crypto hostile so if we touch kraken with that now that bank will shut us down they've already issued us uh, issued us threat last year so we were just like how the fuck do you buy crypto Dude, honestly your banking exp- escapades is like a fucking podcast on its own it's mad because do, like, you, do you know what the perverse thing is right the business banking web in the three, uk is awesome world. it's super super good it's really easy it's really stress-free you can do it all for, like especially the modern stuff it's all on an app it's really really straightforward it's really streamlined you get great notifications, great customer service and stuff, except the ones that have decided to be crypto hostile as the regulations change. Suddenly you're just like, they're like, fuck you, who the fuck are you? It's super weird. Anyway, um, but we, we like like Nell said, we end up finding some shit coins underneath, uh, underneath the sofa. We'll end up fine. Um, it was it was like it was something like it was something like um we, we needed like eight hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars or something like that, and we had like twenty dollars less than we needed. So we managed to, we, we had like almost all of it. And then Yusuf was like, yo, you're like $40 short. And so we had to liquidate like 400,000 stars or something to make up the final $40. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, I remember when that was nearly a dollar. <laughs> I'm going to regret that when that gets back to a dollar. That's so funny. All right. Other, uh, other sponsors. I think I might've misspoke a little before just to, I don't want to leave anybody out. Astro Vault, I see Atlas Dow, Bad Kids is sponsoring Crypto Dungeon, IBC Gang, Interblock, Maneki Neko, O-NFT, oh, uh, Quantum Club, and Terraspaces slash Rack FM are also sponsors. Probably not at the big balls blockchain level. You know, we're going to have like a, we have to, uh, do we have to, are they going to have red velvet ropes r- for us there or do we have, have to bring our own? Us. We need it's like a big bulls tear. Do right? they all have more money than us? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, like Grand Cajones tier. Do we need like a, yeah. Do we have to like make our own tequila for this event? Like, what do we have to do? Like, what's our, what's our sponsorship strategy? Toilet right? one. Prison toilet one. <laughs> Prison toilet one. Like in a big, like, so, like in a, just a five gallon bucket with a spigot on it. Well, a little birdie told me that, that, that a, a certain marketing genius was sponsoring an ice cream cart at a different conference. Yeah. That's how you get them. Or That's probably a the thing entire right there. cost of the NFT Nashville fucking event, <laughs> dude. Far more than the cost of the NFT Nashville. <laughs> um, yeah. What uh, what flavor ice cream will it be? I don't know, man. We'll have to find out when we get there. Uh, so so we do not know. I, I'm gonna, just, so I, just yeah. I'm going to go to to just to have free ice cream and travel across Europe. Correct. So we're going to uh, we're going to an event for. Uh, Chainlink in October, the first week of October. Um, it's in Barcelona, and which is like in the spinning region of the fray, almost. 
Yeah, so it's only he's about gonna come down for a 12, couple of days with the hangout, which is cool. On the train. Um, yeah, you don't have what else are you doing? He I mean he can't bike there, which is probably very disappointing to him. <laughs> well, so how much FTP does I need do you need to get to Barcelona? <laughs> um so you say that I did I did look at getting the TGV down to the French border and then cycling over, but I realized that cycling over the Pyrenees with my laptop in my rucksack would be pretty big ball lake I've, do, I've done some big days like that in the mountains before with all my shit and my laptop and my ledger and it's it's a bit of a pain cycling 100 kilometers a day with your laptop and ledger and your shoes and your gubbins it's very sweaty so it's like you know it what sounds, it sounds awful oh it's amazing it's great most uh, pyrenees as well <laughs> are just amazing. beautiful like but you know don't mix business and pleasure just can get the train down like a Bond villain cruising on the top deck of the TGV. It's the it's the double decker for those for those of you that are interested in your trains. It's the TGV duplex Renfe from uh, Paris Gare de Lyon to Barcelona. Oh, and uh, more info on this event is Twitter is NFTS Nashville. NFTs Nashville is the handle, and also there is nftnashville.omniflix.co. It looks like the tickets are handling through Omniflix, which is super bitchin'. We talked about this before. It's pretty Guys, cool. Guys, come nice. on. Call, call me next time. I could have bought you a uh, domain. I might. <laughs> well, I think I think the, I think the tickets are are through the Omniflix like NFT structure. Yeah, uh, which they use for like comments first. Really long domain. Like you can just buy oh, it also- and redirect it, right? Website is also nftnashville.io. How about that? That's better. Nftnashville.io, and there's a buy tickets link. So and then it should be uh, that short slash tickets. How much is the meet and greet with Usurper? You know, I was talk- Dylan. And I should talk about Dylan. And I are closest here, obviously. Um, it, like you know, I think what we should do in true Cosmos fashion. I was saying before, we should raise forty thousand dollars as a travel budget for he and I to go to Nashville. That's usually like the way it works, right? We need a maybe it's an at maybe it's an AA DAO request. That's what I was just going to say. Game of notes to yeah. raise fifty thousand dollars to go down to this show. Well, we should probably ask for like ten thousand dollars a month to like build up to it, so we're really <laughs> so we can really accelerate. Right, we do. Yeah, that's right. We do have two months ahead of us, so that's yeah, exactly. Yes, with no deliverables, like just we don't even have to show up. It's the Cosmos way. <laughs> like we don't even need to show up. We just need to. Or, yeah, we'll or hey, you could say that it's a, um, it, we could, you could instead propose it as a maintenance contract. Same amount of work. We could do it. And then we could hit a good mod tidy to like seal the deal. Maybe like, wow, um, we're getting really good money. Yeah. You said, value. I, can teach, I can teach you how to be a Cosmos chain maintainer. <laughs> good mod tidy. Oh, that's such a good shirt idea. Sunglasses. 80 bucks to go to the show. <laughs> I think it should be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm actually at first I was like, ah, I'm not you know, it might not work out, but now I'm kind of thinking maybe we'll make a trip. We'll see how it goes. Hey, uh, so right. I guess it's worth mentioning that uh, two thousand dollars anyway gets you the meet and greet with Usurper and Schultze right. in the VIP area. Uh, they're going to do the some Velvet. signings. Talk about you know the, be there to talk everything game with nodes. Talk about validator operations and hand out ice cream. So and uh, and and, yeah. uh, and WAGTJ stickers. That's worth eighty bucks right there. That's a one of one NFT. Well, I love handing those stickers out because everyone looks so confused. They're like, "Should I? Should I get this reference?" I know, right? No, kids love because <laughs> they don't know and they don't care. They just see the Doge with the sunglasses and they're like, "I want it. <laughs> I want to put it on my my laptop or my school book." And you're like, "Have one." When I did that, child. 
that was such a good memory when i did that juno 16 talk or that prop 16 talk at that at that cmu thing we talked uh, we talked about a while back but and then uh and then i and i had those things and everybody knew what that was about right because it was really where that came up was prop 16 we had all those things i had them all laid out and like i'm like these are all here and this is what it stands for and they're all like huh? and like some people took them and somebody just walked right past that thing <laughs> like <laughs> like i don't know what this means staying away from it I, I put all the stickers on the table at an event where the event holders were had the stickers. And yeah, I do the same thing. Just taking our stickers just, and leaving them. I drop them down. Yeah, <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. I so, think I left them at, like, even at ETH Denver, I left them on, like, some huge DAO table. And just, like, the, drop and just sprinkle them around. The most part, I've, I've, yeah, I've put them around at a few, of, a few things that I've been to. But uh, I'll be honest, I've been most successful with the, the needle cast one with the, the man with a this guy yeah that guy like i've been most successful with that uh hey did you ever send me one there's a what size are you a medium that's a no you did not send me one what size are you <laughs> a, a 250 ftp 225 ftp because i just noticed in the, corner, in the corner of my vision there's a t-shirt wrapped up by the door do you I'm have like, a, oh shit is that Shorty's t-shirt <laughs> do you have do you have one of those did you make them into little uh little bikey caps uh i thought about making cycling caps but i just you did fucking with the, with, that's one with the with the brim in the front right like, yeah i couldn't find like supplier that. couldn't find supplier like a benny hill salute like that type of thing yeah okay guys we we are running out of time so if you could all so, shut the fuck up for a minute um <laughs> all right please so just seriously so we are planning potentially <laughs> on doing some um, t-shirts for a game of nodes. And we are wanting to know if a, you give a fuck and we'll buy them and B how much you would possibly pay for such a thing. So leave us a comment somewhere, uh, Twitter or, or YouTube. So we can sort of collect some data on the market. I expect we'll probably get like one comment, which is like when, no. when t-shirt. <laughs> um, anyway, in other news this week. So, Grayscale Investments. Have have you heard this uh, this this bit of news? The, the Grayscale Investments have won a lawsuit against the SEC, overturning a previous rejection of its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust ETF application. So that was. I think that's the reason for this little pump yeah, we had this was, week, right? That was apparently good news. That led to a micro pump. That's what I tell my wife. Which is which. <laughs> <laughs> which 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 by the price has disappeared i think it's gone because uh so it, now it, all my weak negatives are negative it reverted yeah somewhat quickly it sure did yeah yep, but yep, yep. i mean it's it's good news in general they're not yeah, like ultra bullish but it, it's it's like it is good news in any case honestly in this country and this this it's so fucked here right with this type of like legislature like it's just, an, it's not really a, it's not really an environment where things get, where things actually get decided. And um, anything I mean, that kind of forces to like either a decision, one way or the other, like at least we get to some sort of like clarity, I think will, will help this market. So it is disappointing that like the US is so hostile to crypto. And I saw in the Levana uh, Discord during the week, um, they were talking about, you know, the adoption of the Levana protocol. And someone mentioned, like, you would have far more users if you didn't geo-block the US 
or it decentralized the front end so that um you know the the it could be accessed by people from the US yep and the response well. i read in the in the discord was that well whilst we would love to do that like why would we risk our protocol yeah by right. doing that so you know um i mean arguably like the US is probably got the biggest base of u- users in crypto in the world and the fact that like people have to geo-block the US is just crazy because they don't know mm-hmm. what might come against them in the future and if they can't prove that they made at least a best effort to not allow the access then they're kind of fucked so yeah that's really the issue right is like with that lack of clarity you get worried about a retroactive decision that affects you right because in some aspects they feel like it is clear this is a decision that we've made and um that's really that's really that's shitty right like it's even if it was if it was uncertain and we don't have a decision around specific type of activities and so therefore we're going to allow them at some point if we get clarity then we'll change that that's one thing but for projects to be concerned about uh, retroactive actions that get taken three or five or you know five years from now based on a decision that's made that's that's a fucking shitty way to live so yeah i agree i just want to get to i don't know i don't know if it's going to be a i don't know what changes this like this this country seems to be so incredibly fucked when it comes to legislature right now i don't know if it's it's not like i don't think it's leadership change i don't think it's any of that like it's just it is it is a bit um challenging like yeah i mean it makes i mean who are they protecting they they're like fuck everyone with their own internal policies and then protect them from the boogeyman by fucking you know not letting them access yeah they want to access like well i think mostly it's a way to be able to understand and be able to make sure that the federal government's making like they want to be able to make their nut right you want to have the you want to have be able to have the proper controls for tax and for and for receiving cash um big men and also want to protect the institutions that exist and wants to and also want to protect people that don't know better i think that's oh actually funky says the same thing protecting old people and bankers that's that's more direct way of saying it but yeah that's kind of the same idea it's like there's there's this is complicated and people understand what it is so therefore we have to have legislation around it and also there is a tremendous amount of institution structure that that um has to exist but honestly all those institutions are moving in so as these things move in like swift going to ccip for that type of thing. And like, you know, big banks are in their own chains and all this kind of stuff. Like they're all moving in. Like there, there's actions that are taken. I think that actually helps long-term to be honest. So I saw on, um, was it the handsome airdrop? Uh, I like read the terms and conditions of the handsome airdrop and it pretty much like directly addresses, uh, is this a security or not? Like, in their terms of handsome yeah it's like i think it's a like a clothing brand or something they're just like having a token for engagement with their their clothing brand and so that is a strange love thing is it i don't know that they certainly they certainly had legal have a look at their disclaimer (laughs) really i'll have to find all right i'll I'll put a note uh link in the notes about that and i'll find about more about that i mean should you be pretty, so they, a fucking token without legal disclaimer or without a legal team like fucking no boys will be joe boys, chain bro. <laughs> boys well, will be boys well if it's not um what's it called if it's not if you are certain it's never going to get bridged out never going to become traded never going to become value otherwise maybe get legal advice 
Maybe. Is it, is it so if I start a chain um, and IBC is enabled, right? There's channels there. Do I have control over whether or not there's a liquidity pool associated with that? I don't know. I don't I don't know what a regulator would say, but I know if you have a Twitter account and you're like, I started a chain, they might consider that to be advertising the chain. And then the fact that somebody else was the creator of a liquidity pool might not be material to whether or not might you not be profit. material, right? I think, I, start, I think as soon as you start profiting from it, potentially, you potentially get in trouble. And even if you don't profit, but you might on paper profit, as in the token has value, then maybe you'd be in yeah. trouble as well. It's hard yeah, that sounds, that sounds not great. Um, one of the many things one one can be concerned about. I'm starting I'm starting null mames coin as soon as we hang up. Good plan. Get um, that shit right into some LPs. See what's I made, going a, on I made a little meme. I made a little meme while we were talking. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I wish we could put that on a t-shirt, but actually I think I, I feel like it doesn't meme like macro memes don't translate very well to t-shirt <laughs> formats. They're a bit unclean. The design isn't nice. Oh man. Go mod tidy as else. Now it's now it just makes me laugh every time. Jeez, this uh I think this this airdrop like was yesterday and now it's impossible to find in Twitter. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> what the uh the, the hand, handsome thing or whatever you said? Thing, yeah. I wanna s I wanna see those those disclaimer I up, again. I put it in the sheet. Anything else in your news? You all done? Uh, so there's the uh so I, I did see this on Twitter, this one, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what all this means. So it's about BitBoy. I've never seen anything that BitBoy's ever done ever other than heard his name a couple of times around like pump and dump type shit. And, but apparently uh, BitBoy, so this is the way Rama has phrased this, BitBoy and tomb, BitBoy tombed his own tombstone. He, Anyone else want to read this? So BitBoy tombstone from his you own can, company. You can, you, can, you can have a little walk around the room and then come back. <laughs> so it says Bit, BitBoy has tombstoned from his own company. So I, I believe what happened was that he's like removed himself from the company. Uh, BJ Investment Holdings has cut ties with Ben Armstrong, so whoever the fuck that is. So, is that so like, point, oh, I think yeah. the point is, Noel, was that what Rama's done, he's given you a title, like a, a snappy opener, like a lead, and mm-hmm. then the content for the news piece. So like, you know, four dead in car crash. <laughs> a car crash on the Bay Bridge today, blah, 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 blah. Like it, it's it's that sort of format. And what you've instead done is mangled the headline several times got a little bit confused had a little lie down got up <laughs> got a bit of a head rush gone oh gosh i stood up too quickly and then attempted to bundle bumble your way through it and i think possibly like rama feels like they're hard workers i mean if i'm honest that feels like a fair assessment of the situation <laughs> I'll finish. Can I finish it? Yeah, man. I got no idea what the fuck is going on. BJ Investment Holdings has cut ties with Ben, who is the face of BitBoy Crypto, citing substance abuse and harm to employees. I think it's the other way. So I think he was forcibly removed from the organization and he was tombstoned by his own firm. You said, is that a new chair? No, I just added the top to it. I just, I just, I've been trying to put my finger on. So there was something, 
unnerving yeah. me this week. That was just like a little my bit. embody some a third party. This is this is also in the news. A third party now sells headrests for the embody chair, and they're fucking awesome. Really? And so oh. I had to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Henry Miller never never has a headrest for this thing, and so it's called Atlas headrests. If you Google Atlas headrests, and they sell them like with the actual like they buy the fabric. And then it's like a piece that it like bolts on, but it looks it looks totally factory, like it's awesome, and it does it does a really nice job. So it's like a it's a piece that, and so as an old man, when I fall asleep in this fucking chair, it's much more comfortable. It's good stuff. So anyway, still so, rocking the ninety dollar IKEA chair here. I've had well, hey, dude, I've had so many. But fun thing about yeah. IKEA, did you know that they used to use uh, prison labor in East Germany from the sixties through the eighties? <laughs> Makes sense, IKEA. <laughs> Ikea, yeah. The Swedes? They're Swedish. They use prison labor, yeah, to build their stuff. Look it up. Google it. That would make sense because I think they've they've always had a, an Eastern European manufacturing base. Well, I just typed yeah, in Ikea yeah. prison and, it on, and Google automatically filled out the labor part. So, yeah, it looks like that's... Uh, yep. When, when was this? Uh, it looks like it ended uh, when East Germany fell because it was in East Germany. Oh, it was in East Germany. Yeah. Wow, look at that. But Swedes are sharp, man. Kind of sounds like the problem <laughs> might have been capitalism. That sounds that sounds very capitalistic. Well, capitalism did end the prison labor, so hmm. hmm. <laughs> and Belarus. Difficult ben say. Davis says, "I was in IKEA today. It felt like prison." That is the one thing I fucking hate about IKEA is like trying to get out of that fucking thing. You gotta look for the secret doors. Oh yeah, like, I was about to say you don't, you don't realize can't, you can't follow those doors. arrows. Those arrows are for fucking suckers. Yeah. Man. You, you gotta follow the stuff. The fucking balance, mate. <laughs> those are those are fu- those are. You fuck walk those in people, the front man. door. You have yeah, a quick look exactly. at the store chart, and you're like, "Here's where I gotta go." Yeah. and they show the little gaps. Like they're like, exactly. hey, and the they, building's on fire. Don't follow the fucking arrows. You just like, go like, this way. You buzz your way through like racist punch right. man in that film. Right through the red ropes, right? You know. Just punch your way through all the walls. And That's right. Fish you need to like walk up to an employee and handcuff yourself to them, and then like <laughs> is that bathroom? Threaten them so they go for the exit, and then off you go. Where are the Swedish meatballs? Take me to the Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Take me to the meatballs. about those um, the fish? <laughs> you know the sweets, the fish. That's the are other. they are they able to claim that they are meatballs? Probably not. Is there a certain designation know. of meatballs like? Does it have to be like ten percent bread, ninety percent meat? Like what? What the? Ooh, well, it's actually, we're in different countries, so in the U.S., they can definitely call them meatballs because you guys don't give two fucks about your food standards. Hold on, though. There's been a big lawsuit going on over oat milk because oat milk is trying to use the word milk. So we do like, care. All all nine oat milk drinkers are fucking outraged. Yeah, they, they don't right. care about the uh, quality standards. Not suing over trademarks test. and names and designations. Yeah, they only care no, about trademark violation, not not anything uh, else. Exactly. Like in this, right. in this country, you can't call something like um, bacon if it's like a vegan alternative. You have to call it like not bacon, smart no, bacon. Well, what, can't believe it's the, not bacon. Not bacon. So no word of a lie. One of the biggest. Bacon alternatives is literally called um this isn't bacon. Okay. Um like so there's a there's a um there is a brewery that just they're like a microbrewery, very good, um, which had a beer on tap, which was one of the first beers they ever made. It's simply called pint, right? So you go in, it was like just a joke, right? You go in, I want a pint, please. Uh, there you go. 
then they did a thing where they got a bit bigger and they put it in cans. Standard size of a can in the UK is 440 mils. Size of a pint is 568 mils. Somebody reported them to trading standards because the pint can was not a pint and they got successfully fined for it. And they had yeah. to be like, not a pint. So they had to change the ba- the branding of the pint name beer. Yeah. So when it's when you get it from the brewery in cask, like get a pint pulled for you, it's called mm-hmm. pint. And when you bought it from the shop, it was called not a pint. Yeah. What is this? Okay. Dantic British people sometimes. I think I'm okay with that colors. though. Like just because you can squint and it's pretty similar, that doesn't that doesn't leave it. Like if it's if it's like a hundred milliliters off from being a pint, no, I'd be pissed. I'd I be mean, like, we, listen. It, it does beg the question, right? Because you, you look at all this stuff and you're like, okay, not a pint. Right, we've got to really protect consumers. And you're like, yeah, just fucking go buy crypto. <laughs> you're like, it's fine. You know, we have all these rules to stop people like doing dumb shit and tricking people. And then you're like, yeah. Yeah, but if you want to roll hey, that Osmo and do it, just roll it, yeah, just get fine. loads of liquidity, cool. yeah. like leverage. Yeah, just fucking, you know, knock, yeah. knock yourself out. What's the worst that could happen? Um, you could even work there. They don't give a shit. It's um, fine. Yeah, is that cool? roll that million Osmo? You could even work it out at all. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. Madness. Fuck them. Um, yeah. So there's one more news item as well. I noticed on the sheet you missed. Mm. So uh, yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. You, you were joking earlier about about we should be um, we should be asking for dollary dues to fund our lavish degenerate lifestyles. Well, uh, so Atom Accelerator DAO, I gather, are giving out grants to YouTubers now. They're giving forty thousand dollars apparently. To, we only knew somebody at the AA now. To CryptoCito. What was that for like four months or something? Ten grand a month? I mean, that would just about really? fund uh, Schultz's cocaine habit. So it could be worth... I was uh, going to say, I want a penthouse. So that would almost <laughs> cover it. What, for, for a week? Or? For a week? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, this, this is probably the most valuable content I've seen on Cosmos right here. Like there's no there's no yapping. We don't. It's not like we're not giving people bad advice. Like this is a good and we're definitely honest assessment. Advice. Are we? Well, we yeah. We're definitely we're not, definitely not giving out any financial advice and not categorize not. all of our advice is potentially pretty bad. So we're de- <laughs> yeah exactly, and we're pretty honest about where what's like projects and those types of things. Like I think some of these things are just like they're just constant fucking chills, right? And it's too much. Like forty grand is the shill. Like you're just trying to bring people in, and I don't know. Then I think I think this is a worthwhile attribution attribution to the cosmos I mean, that should be fairly paid. Cito is like fucking <laughs> hype hype central, isn't he? Like a bit of a hype beast. So I yeah, it's I, like hang on like, no, nobody's, nobody's gonna get wrecked. Like the bottom line is nobody's gonna listen to our podcast and get fucking wrecked no, unless and, and, decide to become a validator. Because of our podcast, because you think of our glamorous lifestyle. Nobody wants, yeah, like nobody wants staying up late in the middle of the night, growing a beard, losing your health, losing your fitness, <laughs> losing your mind. And you're like, I want, I fucking want some of that in exchange yeah. for potentially, it, it potentially, you know, in a bull market, slightly higher salary than I'd get from a normal fan company doing a nine to five as an infrastructure engineer and going home I, at five and not having to think about work. I want me some of that. Those are the only people who are getting wrecked because they listen to this podcast. Everybody else, everybody else is safe. They listen to our shit. That's cool. We're, we're not making the world up. You know, we're not. And, yeah, exactly. And shit, honestly, the shit coins. That's that's on you, man. Whatever. 
are, so are, I just want are, to point out shilling a train travel. I, I want to point out that Ben Davis has said that we all we do is give tax advice. I just want to um, reiterate that we do not <laughs> and have not ever given tax advice. We don't give tax advice other than to get <laughs> see a tax professional, which is, if anything, uh, going to result in fewer people getting wrecked. And in fact, relatively recently, not one but two people I was having conversations with, and they mentioned a tax problem, which we had well, not I had covered, but um my two esteemed hosts below had covered on an episode of Game of Notes. I was like, do you even listen to podcast? Even listen. If anything, our tax conversations make it confusing enough that people are like, Yeah, really we should probably talk we should talk to accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this shit. Exactly. Exactly. The fact that not one of us has got like the same tax strategy is like, uh, what's happening? 